Would you rather hear a loud beep every hour on the hour, or a loud beep every 15 minutes but only during waking hours? That is a great question. It's a no-brainer for me. <laughs> Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Having something punctuate your time like that, brilliant, during daylight hours as well and not interrupt your sleep. It would get annoying. And daylight hours doesn't necessarily mean sleeping hours, especially when yeah summer. So I think you could, I think, it depends how loud it is, that's the trouble, mm. but I think you could engineer a sleep environment where... Claxon. Right. <laughs> well then it would have to be, it would just have to be during daylight hours. Johnny and I went to school together, and the school bell. I can't wait. All right, see. The school bell was not wasn't a bell. It was just a. It but was so. It like went. <laughs> and then it would go off at the end of the lesson, and you'd stand up, to, and the teacher would go, "The bell is for me, not for you." Uh, and you'd be sat there thinking, "Well, no, I'm not sure whether that's teacher. true." Yeah, <laughs> but also, like, if the bell doesn't apply to me, then well, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't told. You didn't explicitly say to me to go to the next lesson. Yeah, we're getting we're getting waylaid. Um, wake, it's got to be waking hours because if I'm getting woken up every hour during the night, that's going to quickly I'm going to spiral out of control, aren't I? I'll be unable to function. Where are these from? Have you played a board game of Woody Ryan? I found a board game that had uh, lots of cards, and I thought I'm going to lay them out, scan up the images, and discuss them on a podcast. Because that's the kind of systematic, autistic man that I am. Most people find a board game and think, this would be fun to play with friends. But you're like, I must scan this into Evernote. Evernote is, I mean, that's... Podcast in and of itself. Would you rather... Maybe... Some of these are rubbish. I come a bit closer to the, the microphone. Um... Have a constant yellow jaundiced look or a constant red sunburned look? Red sunburned. Yellow jaundiced for me. I I am permanently jaundiced anyway, I think. Is that not just because... Yeah, Yusuf, you just look like you've got a mild liver disorder. It's not just because you're Egyptian. I think so, but it means that when I'm not tanned, my my baseline colour is just a bit green, ill-looking. Right. So... Have to maintain that sick. Time. I think sun, I think sunburned. Just you look at someone who's sunburned and think, you think they've been having a good time. Okay. Because you've been outside, haven't you? Yeah. If you're sunburned. Like so, I, I realize when from... people are sunburned, they're usually quite happy. Yeah. Unless you, I saw a guy in a gym changing room recently. It was when we had the heat wave in summer. And he'd fell as- fallen asleep in his garden for five hours. Oh, God, <laughs> just burning while he's asleep. Yeah, he was red. 
who's a red red man um oh okay so so this is on the topic of of today's thing really which is have a, would you rather have an 8 p.m curfew every day for the rest of your life or stay up until 4 a.m every day for the rest of your life again no brainer to me <laughs> what like much more happens that's useful between like from waking time to 8 p.m than from 8 p.m to 4 a.m you would miss out on a lot of fun stuff as well, though. It, but... So I think most fun stuff happens between 8pm and 4am. Mm. Or at least, so it maybe doesn't start at 8pm, but it, it crosses over, doesn't it? Mm. But the trouble is, if you have to stay up until 4am, are you just sacrificing sleep? Because if you are, you're not going to be any fun anyway. Yeah. I feel, again, this question has has railroaded me into I have to pick one of them, otherwise I won't get any sleep. Because it's it's like there could be a klaxon going on all the time and it'd be annoying, but if I've only had three hours of sleep, like, everything's worse. So I think the the, the, the very careful segue segue into the, the topic is that see how much we're prioritising sleep, and it's not just because we are um, fitness fanatics at all I mean I, I wouldn't really describe either of us as that um, It's just, fitness is just something that kind of happens in the background at this stage for us but it's that you, if you cannot take care of your own basic functions then no work happens and just before we started um, this, uh, this podcast an alarm came up on Johnny's phone that said shutdown routine this is a topic from Cal Newport who in his book Deep Work, talks about not only having being able to fully dive into work and be able to, to turn on when you have to and really um, focus uninterrupted, but also... <laughs> Bye! <laughs> but all... <laughs> we can talk about that as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, again, another podcast. Um, that represented something great, but... Um, <laughs> But also to have a shutdown routine of to say, right, it is the end of the day, I am fully switching off from work now, and that is the end. Otherwise, if you just have this kind of general bleed of work and non-work thoughts just throughout the day, you end up going to sleep with open loops in your mind and unfinished business, you just you just burn out and you can't function properly. And so you actually get an added, like a synergistic improvement, like way more than if you were to... If you had to spend 16 hours a day working compared to eight hours a day fully focused on working and eight hours of full rest rather than 16 hours of just kind of pseudo working, you'd get so much more done with the flipping between black and white styles of thinking. And Yeah. I think boundaries and then discipline to those boundaries. And you know how people talk about so where this is coming from is we deal with and see a lot of people who give reasons why they can't or haven't done something. And obviously when you're running or building a business, there are just a lot of things to do. And everyone worries about productivity a lot of the time or like the latest tool or the latest like productivity system. But all it really is is the ability to like pick a task and work on it until it gets completed. And being focused on just that one thing. And I don't think there's... Well, I mean, I don't know whether there's... There may be someone. But I I think even eight hours 
of fully focused work is incredibly difficult to do without distraction on a very demanding task. Oh yeah, I mean eight. You're right, actually. Eight hours. If if you were to do a true eight hour workday, it would have your ass out. Yeah. Um, you well, you'd be in the top. Well, so when I left working as an accountant, and I remember the first few days we did together, where we were like redesigning the website and and like launching new stuff. I remember those days being like absolutely flooring me at the end because what most people experience of a work day in inverted commas is like broken up attention. So like they sit down at their laptop in the morning, they do a task for 30 minutes and someone interrupts them. Mm. Then they get an email, then they'll do a bit more of the task, then they'll go for lunch. It's often not very creatively intensive. No, either, it doesn't. Yeah, it? Like, yeah. Whereas if you're running your own business, you have to always, you're juggling a lot of things, but you are the decision maker at the end of the day and you have to like... There is a there's an article we were just talking about of a guy who condensed his forty hour work week into a sixteen hour work week, and he said he just set a hard limit on himself, and he's like, I cannot work more than sixteen hours a week, and he ended up achieving the same amount because he just realised that so much of that forty hours either provided diminishing returns or, in many cases, negative returns, i.e., hours over and above sixteen per week were just pissed away because he almost felt like he had more time so parkinson's law the tasks just expanded to fill that time constraint that was given and when he gave himself 16 hours split into 30 minute blocks which are pomodoros 25 minute work followed by five minute break he ended up achieving a lot more and he could really account for every minute of time that was spent i was chatting to my girlfriend about this last night saying that over the past six months our two most financially successful weeks have been the two weeks that I was on holiday <laughs> when you're most constrained there is time. there is nothing more saddening to me than that fact because <laughs> like that suggests as you say like we should just go off to Bali well I, I do have thoughts of like I, I, I'm therefore I'm making it worse the more work <laughs> I do it gets worse <laughs> Because it like and, and it's just because you are constrained to you like I have a I have two hours to work this morning today, what do I have to do? It's and this weird faulty logic, isn't it, that we think that if we work more, more hours in the day, that more will be done linearly. When actually, not only does more not get done linearly, but sometimes it fatigues you so much that the hours that you do put in, you end up either make do, working so slowly or such poor quality work that you have to then redo it later anyway. Mm. And then you're like, well, if I just set a hard deadline by midday today, would have got so much more done. I, I think, and this is, this is hypocritical because I don't do this, but I probably should do this, is I should just do eight Pomodoros of work and then stop. Well, Because we, the following day, I think I'd be much more productive. We have, we have been through phases of doing exactly that. And I think we've both been extremely high output when that is the case. Mm, and When you have it. So the lesson is bound, you, ha- you need a boundary. This is why we've designed the Propane Business course to be done in 10 blocks of 25 minutes per week. We've, we've made all of the tasks and everything to be, uh, to be able to be completed in that time. Mm. So every week has a set theme with tasks that are you can do in, in your own schedule, either early morning, after work, whatever. Because there's many people who already work a full-time job and want to establish some momentum getting online. Or they're working on a gym floor where there's not really scope to be sat with a laptop doing some deep work but that's fine because you can always fit in one or two pomodoros in the evenings maybe three or four on a weekend and, and then you're done 
done. There's a th- the, the, situ- the situation that I think a lot of people are in reminds me of a, a conversation I had with a guy when I was I was working as accountant. I was working doing a long day because there's a deadline that someone's arbitrarily decided needs to exist and all those sorts of things. So I'm having to work till like 8 p.m. that day, 9 p.m. in in Durham. So there was like 9 p.m. finish and then like a 45 minute drive home, and then you like have have dinner, sit down, do a bit of revision for your professional exams, fall asleep, and then do it again. You're already sleep deprived by that uh, point. Yeah, like even if you just got home, didn't do any revision, and just went trying. You to still wouldn't have enough time to recover. <laughs> but I was chatting to him about it, and he was like, "The thing is, Johnny, I'm I'm trying to I'm, I want to look for another job, but the irony is, I don't have time." Yeah, oh, <laughs> so, it's so depressing. And that and that like, you, you, I'm driving home just thinking about that. It's just the human but, condition. <laughs> how ridiculous it is that like this guy is in the position that he doesn't want to be in, but. In order to maintain, like, through maintaining the position that he's in that's unpleasant, he can't get out of it. He doesn't have time to look for options for a way out. And it's this, but it's the same thing with, like, I don't have time to go through a 12-week program because I'm too busy doing the thing that I want to get out of by, by doing the 12-week program. And yet, you can always make, like, I think having, having something like being on holiday... Mm-hmm. And realizing, like, someone's like, right, you've still got to do all the work that needs to be done, but you're on holiday. So you need to finish by 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Somehow, magically, you still manage to get it all done because you just have a boundary that can't be moved. You cannot get much better than setting up an entire functional online business that is profit generating in 10 blocks of 25 minutes a week. Like, I mean, that. I, I, okay, yeah, you can do better than that because you can do it in five blocks or one block or, or no blocks, but mm. realistically... I did it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but th- this is the case. And if if someone doesn't have that time to dedicate, then they really need to consider, like, is this something they, they should be doing? If your job and your family and everything are so full that you can't do that, then maybe it's not the right time to, to do that. Or if you think you don't have time, if you have and you have an iPhone, go to settings, oh. go to screen time, <laughs> <laughs> and look at the weekly total, and then tell me you don't have time. Oh my god! Like, I, I just don't think, uh, honestly, I don't think there is anybody in the world that does not have time to do twenty-five minutes of work per day. What You're they right, mean like... is that they're scared, they're intimidated, they don't know where to start, they don't know where to begin, they're, they're confused, they have questions. That's what they mean. I wrote a quote on my bedroom wall for a while that just said a time management problem is mo- more often than not an attention management problem. And I think that's exactly it. Like mm-hmm. most, if you open your screen time and it says three minutes per day on your phone, then fair play fair to play. you. Fair yeah. you know? play, But we, I mean, here's a list of reasons that we've had for people that avoided doing our free five-day challenge for setting up your... Your, your first product launch and um, online, you know, getting your first online client through the door. A member of staff had to have surgery. Someone said, I, I, so I can't join because a member of staff has had to have surgery. I haven't done business challenge because I sprained my ankle. Um, we've had... We had, we had someone tell us that they were in a meeting with a lawyer because of a marital problem. Oh. Things like that. And like part of you thinks like why are they like obviously these situations aren't nice like none of those situations are great and i'm sure they're all true but the, you, the you assumption want, is that no no one else has no one else is going has through that. life but also like why why are they sharing it 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you, what, you, what you immediately assume is like you're sharing, you're letting us know because you, that's what you want to believe, isn't it? That's what. And by emailing someone and saying, oh, this is This why, is the reason. Then you feel yeah. validated that you're like, oh, because what you're looking for really is, a, oh man, I'm so sorry that you're in a yeah, meeting. Yeah, don't worry them. about it. But it, like all these people that we're speaking to are, or at least most of them, are coaches and would tell their fitness client, if, if a fitness client came up with the same reason, they would reel off 10, 20 motivational quotes as to why that's not good enough. <laughs> but then we all fall into the same, you know, someone who's just starting their fitness journey, they have the same feelings of procrastination and doubt that you have over starting this online business because, like I said, they're scared, they don't know where to begin, they have questions, they're not sure what to do. But they they have exactly the same mindset that you do now, but you are telling them to overcome something that you're not overcoming yourself. 100%. It, it is just a belief problem. I don't think Johnny and I are superhumans at all, but over the course of running propane business, we've dealt with multiple bereavements, um, a medical degree, full-time job, holidays, mm. time time away with family, difficult periods, all of these things that, like, it's not as if we've just been immune to any of these um, life problems that have gone on. You know, mo- moving house, I've moved house 20 times over the last 10, <laughs> 10 years. Um, you know, Johnny, Johnny bought a house, one of the most stressful experiences you can go through. Mm. And yet yeah, life has to go on and we, we've, we've just... So like okay, this allocate this takes up this percentage of my day. Just use the. You just get on with it, don't you? You just you, you either choose to believe the convenient story of like such and such happened, so it made it a bit harder than would ideally be the case, or you just do it. And it's fine to not do it, but then <laughs> it just means that like that there is a trade off there. Like obviously, if you don't if you don't do the work, you don't get the result, and. Mm. And, and you would say that to your fitness client as well. The, the people who succeed are just the people who, like, we, we've had some clients that, um, who start their, started their online business who, like, from the outset got a little bit of criticism from friends and stuff. And there's like one guy in particular, I'm not going to mention his name. I think you probably know who I'm meaning. He just is completely out of his own way. And I, I really envy him because he, like, you'll tell him to do something and he just, he does it every day from when you told him to do it. So I think that, that, yeah, he's out of his own way. He does not create a story or drama around his circumstances. <laughs> just like, yep, all right, done. I'll do it. And and it's the people who don't like to, the ones who don't create this narrative around, it's really hot. Johnny's holding this medieval torture device <laughs> in a threatening way. What it is, it's a, it's a rumble roller, um, but it's the peanut version of a rumble roller. Uh, okay, it looks brutal. I've had it for a long time, actually. I think he's been dog damaged. Oh my god! So the idea is, it's attached to a wall, and you use it to like massage your T-spine. Okay. Or like your your lateral hip, glute med. How high do you have to put it on the wall? Well, it's not attached, so I don't know. Yeah, don't ask me unreasonable questions. <laughs> um, there's a there's a a quote in Peep Show hmm. where. Jez, if you haven't seen Peep Show, you shouldn't be listening to the podcast. You should be watching Peep Show and then coming and listening to the podcast. Jez says, asks Mark a question. And Mark's like, you can't ask me that, Jez. That's a hypothetical question. You know, Don't ask me stupid questions. And then he says, yeah, but what if you had to? What if the men came with their guns and they made you? And I know that's a stupid example. 
but like I don't think people think about that situation. Like people are like, oh no, I can't do that. Like, but what would you do if you really? Had if the to? men were there, and the, if the men came and made you do, and were like, you've got to do this, or I'm going to shoot you. Tony Robbins uses this a lot, where he says, he? like, you know, he'll ask someone a question, they'll be like, oh, I, I, I don't know, Tony, I don't know. And he's like, but if you did know, what would you do? And then they go, well, I would do that. And he's like, okay, well, there's your answer. Like, so, um, but it takes the pressure away from, like, not being judged. You're like, you'd be, oh, well, I've been put in a desperate situation now, so. So, and, and actually, Tony, is, Tony Robbins is the, a good example of this, because it's exactly that, which is, if you had to, i.e. he pushes people to the point where he really makes them see the cost of the situation that they're still in the down the, the disadvantage of like so if you're wanting to quit your job you're wanting to set up online and you're like oh but i haven't really got time whatever it's like he just makes people go fully face to face with the full extent of the pain that they're facing from remaining in the situation that they're currently in and then the cost of not acting and you realize the cost of not acting is often more than the cost of just acting so a friend of mine was doing... Uh, his, his parents got kidnapped in in Nigeria by gangsters while he was doing his medical degree. And he did basically he, was... Did, unfa- he, did he finish his medical degree? He finished it. He what a surprise. didn't take any time out of his medical degree. He just carried on. What a surprise. <laughs> and that's simply because... We'll like for beef later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fine. And, and he, yeah, so he's a doctor now. Like The, the problem is that... For him, he was like, if I if I take time out of the degree and I, whatever, I will get steamrolled and I'll have to then pay another nine grand. I'll have to pay. No, I'll have to wait for another year. It'll delay my wife's visa application. It'll delay my career. I won't be able to then get paid next year. Like all of these things. So he's like, well, basically, the cost of me not continuing is so great that I'm just going to put the drama out of the way. Despite going down to like hostage negotiations in in London and you know what what's the the head of the police centre called thingies. London. Scotland Yard. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, going down. I thought he just rang London. He rang mm. London and was like, help me. The head me. of London. So it, I think when you come fully face to face with the cost of not acting, it just makes the decision so much easier. And it's, it's really, I think to sit down and really think about like, what is the, like what of the, so a good example, it doesn't apply to that situation obviously, but like, a good example of someone sort of on the fence of making a like a business career decision is like what have the past consequences of my current reality been for me of like not changing so like i work i don't know 6 a.m till 9 a.m and then 6 p.m till 9 p.m as a pt how has that affected me in the past oh well it's meant that i couldn't pick my kids up from school I, you know blah 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 like all right well what might the future consequences of that be oh, well, I probably won't be able to do this very long. I'll get sick of it. I'll have to give up this career. I'll have to find something else. And then, which is exactly what happened in that situation. Like, he really sat and thought about what is the what is the extent of what I'm dealing with here if I don't do something? And But people don't think about that. They're just like, oh, yeah, but the that, it's expensive to get help and I don't have time. And they focus on very that. Very short term. Yeah, they focus on the, like, the immediate inconvenience versus the long-term glaring, like, asteroid heading towards your world. <laughs> And you think, oh, well, the asteroid doesn't come for another couple of years, so I won't think about it. So an actionable way to put this lesson into practice is to use the Eisenhower matrix. This is two columns and two rows, and we'll, we'll put an image of this up, where it's urgency and importance. Johnny's looking at me funny. It just looked like, as you were saying this, you were reading it from somewhere. Oh, I but see. But you're not. 
He's looked over at a blank screen. Like, Where are you getting? He's just like looking at a screen and then recalling it perfectly. And I'm like, the screen's off. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I want you to draw a square, <laughs> divide it into four, <laughs> <laughs> and then on one on the columns, write urgent, not urgent, and on the rows, write important, not important. Doing that, you then have four quadrants. You've got urgent and important, urgent, not important, not urgent, not important, and not urgent, important. So the things that are urgent and important, you just need to do right away. They're the firefighting tasks. Try not to get too stuck in there, but sometimes things are urgent and important. They just need to get done. Things that are urgent but not important, you can probably delegate to someone, either a family member or um, a a virtual assistant you can often find a virtual assistant from say philippines for really cheap rates uk uk price they're happy you're happy like we have one that's eight dollars an hour um you can allocate a lot of the urgent but not important stuff to them things that are not urgent not important you should really question why are they on your to-do list in the first place and then things that are important but not urgent usually never get done because we're too busy with the urgent stuff whether it's important or not. So actually, if you can really schedule in some time to do the important but not urgent stuff, that's where the real growth happens, both personally and in your business. Yeah, the stuff that you would never... it would ne- You'd never naturally just find time to do it. So you've got to just... You've got to schedule it in. And as you say, like the things that are not urgent and not important, you won't do anyway. So just get rid of them. Was it Warren Buffett? So he had a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and he said... I want you to, he was like, said to his pilot, like, oh, I want to really help develop your career. So I want you to write down the top 25 things that you want to achieve in the next 10 years. And so the pilot wrote down the 25 things and he was like, right, take numbers six through to 25 and bin them off and put them on your never do under any circumstances <laughs> list. <laughs> like, cause all they're doing is detracting from your focus. The people, people in the world of investing in finance uh, often have the greatest insights. I find. They're just very smart people. They're market-tested smart people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the free market is... Well, there's nothing more them. raw than the stock market, is there? There's no airs and graces around that. It's just a line that goes up or down. <laughs> and so, like, business is like that, but there's a lot of things that happen around the line going up and down. Right, stock market is just unfiltered, it's just, raw data. Yeah. If the market goes in, it goes in hard, doesn't it? If no you, warning. If you ever have the chance to speak to a hedge fund manager, I mean, they're quite rare people, or like just if there's any that um, you can find on YouTube, they always offer the best advice, just the most sage. Just go watch to... 10 Principles for Financial Success by Anton Creel on YouTube. That's, yeah, definitely I mean, it's essential quite, watching. It's quite like... Uh, there's a lot to wade through in that video. Like, he'll tell you to quit your job, never get a mortgage. Uh, it's a lot of uncomfortable truths. Yeah, but he just... Become indifferent to money, <laughs> rent. Um... But then he... And then you think, oh, this, what does this guy know? So then he's made a video, which is the five... The five rules behind the ten principles. Five principles behind the ten... Ten rules. Some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he just mathematically proves everything that he says in the previous video. And you just like, right... What's great is that for him, it's just so obvious. <laughs> and we're all just the fucking idiots that... Um... Ditch your smartphone. That was another oh, one. Oh, yeah. It was like... Like, rule number 10 is just get rid of your smartphone for 30 days. 
Or for longer, isn't it? Just go cold turkey, just get, get rid of your fully, smartphone. Yeah. And it's, so that's an interesting example, like I mentioned before, the screen time thing. I think, like, our our generation, well, like, no, that's a, a terrible phrase. Everybody alive today is being given technology that makes procrastination so easy to do. Because, like, if you don't want to do a task, you can look at funny videos or photos or message your friends for an hour, and it doesn't matter. If you're our age or older, and you remember spending your youth, like, texting your mates with T9 texting, and, like, average response time for a text must have been, like, three days, and, and that was considered, like, oh, that's fine, you know, he's responding to my text. Whereas now, like, there's so much of an expectation for... Like, we, we got chased today because we didn't respond to a message within a few hours. And you're like, there's this, just this expectation that everyone's just plugged in all the time. And it's, all it's doing is completely ruining our productivity. So the example this guy gives in this video, which you'll see when you go watch this video, because everyone should, should be mandatory. Um, he uses the example of like, when I was a kid, if you wanted to meet a friend, you would ring them. You'd ring their landline and you'd Hope say... Hope that they're like, dad doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you by the tree on Thursday at 12pm. You're like, okay, see you at the tree. And then you'd meet them at the tree and you would spend two or three quality hours together. Now, you make that arrangement and then lots of like surface level, pointless bullshit chat happens between. And you meet them at the... Or then, then it might get moved or someone might cancel or... Well, cancelling's so easy. Yeah. Because you it can even... pisses me. Last minute. People cancel. Whereas in the it past, annoys you too as well, if someone it? didn't turn up at the tree, you'd be like, oh, they must be ill, they must be... Yeah. They must have died. Like, We're both dangerously close to the edge, aren't we? With just getting oh. rid of... I mean, Yusuf's just got the latest iPhone. The whole... Oh, Yusuf my... sat with the latest iPhone and the latest MacBook. And we're here we are bashing technology because it... I mean, you, you, your MacBook, Mac, MacBook's like a weapon of mass destruction, to be honest. MacBook is a tool for productivity. iPhone is half and half, but even then, I, I just want to get a 3310. And while I was making the decision to buy it, I, I was thinking, actually, if I can just pull the final plug and... Because I think what everyone wants is, is the time when it'll be okay to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They want it when it's, oh, it'll be all right because nothing's happening this month. Or... Well, I need to take the advice from this podcast and just do it now, rather than Let's do it like, now, then. come up with the... I bought a shit phone. You remember my shit phone? Oh yeah. I think I still got it somewhere. Like it was, <laughs> so it, it was a phone that was like twelve ninety nine from Amazon. Johnny searched on Amazon for shit phone. <laughs> it, I mean, bought the top result. This phone, like <laughs> I can remember. So I was on holiday one year, and I I used to do these. I used to, I should still do them to be honest. I don't know why I don't. But again, boundaries, right? So I would deliberately schedule in time where for twenty four hours I couldn't look at my laptop and I had no access to my iPhone. So I was like, but I need to be contactable in case of emergency. So I transfer my SIM into a SIM card. So it's a micro SIM from an iPhone into a SIM card holder to go into a standard SIM card in a terrible phone, it, which still surprisingly had a color screen. But it would only text in capital letters. It only text in capital letters and it took ages. It had a torch though. It had a torch, one game and a color screen. And it held like, I don't think it even held 20 numbers. But I remember Yusuf ringing me on it. And it was like, and that's that sets the fear into you. You're like, Yusuf knows that that is the emergency phone. That is the emergency phone, and it's ringing. You're like, something, something's up here. But I can't remember what the call was about. It must neither have... can I. 
Mm. And it has, well, obviously, it wasn't that bad, was it? But wow. it was an emergency at the time. But like, that we have, we, we basically one of the biggest struggles in my life is creating sufficient boundaries, because I know I've learned over time that lack of boundaries is one of the worst things you can have in your life. So actually, if you feel like you don't have much time, that's the best thing. That's the best starting point. All you need to do is, as Yusuf says, like sort through all the stuff that you're doing, put it into those quadrants, and just get rid of most of it. Rather than it sat there cluttering up your headspace and your your workflow, just remove it from your life because you won't do it anyway. And then do the things that are actually going to create a result. And just focus on that thing. Nothing else. Follow the, follow the Warren Buffett advice. That's it. Actionable tip for today's podcast. Actionable tip. Bye. Bye.